Hey guys, what's up? Hope everyone's keeping safe and trying to social distance as much as they can. But uh, it's hard times, we all know what's going on, so I'm not going to really touch on that. But just letting you guys know that this week's episode was filmed back in sometime in January. I just didn't have time to edit and with having guests on, just a little bit overwhelming, but I'm going to squeeze this in this week. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. I have comedian Ronnie Pascal on as we run down our top five favorite TV comedies of all time. So sit back, relax, enjoy, and see you next time. Peace. This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! Is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by Black Belt CBD. If you're into CBD products or you want to try CBD products, go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST25. You'll get 25% off. They ship within North America. It helps with your everyday aches and pains. You don't only have to be an athlete. You could be an everyday person. You could be an older person. You could even be a young person. It has very little, less than 1% THC, so it will not get any living thing high. Well, maybe a, a one sell the amoeba or something will get high off of it but other than that no one will get high so everyone could use it even your pets i've used it on my own like i said before in the past so go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com and if you're into collectibles if you're into nerd culture if you're into sports memorabilia anything like that go to firstrow.ca they are a canadian company that i love to support they update daily and if you use promo code the podcast 20 you'll receive 20 percent off they ship within North America and everything's in Canadian funds. So if you're an American listener, you get a little bit cheaper rate. And like I said, they update daily. They have signed memorabilia. They have comic books, wrestling stuff, sports stuff, baseballs, whatever you're into. It doesn't matter. They have everything there. So go visit firstrow.ca. And if you want to support me directly, please, if you scroll down on your device, you'll see it embedded right there. Click on it. It takes you right to my merchandise store. It's at tpublic.com. I got everything from t-shirts to onesies to mugs to phone cases, anything you need or want is there and that supports me directly. 
And finally, and lastly, the most important thing, the thing that's for free, the thing that everyone should be doing automatically as soon as you start listening to this episode, rate, subscribe, review on all the major platforms, but mostly Apple Podcasts, that's the big one. Or you could go to Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. They also have a rating system, an algorithm system, anything they have there, the best rating you could give, say something nice if you want. Or if you don't, just leave a rating like that. It's anonymous, whatever, but it still helps the cause. So... This week, I have returning guest, comedian, Ronnie Pascal. Hello, how are you? I'm doing very good. How are you, my friend? Welcome back. Thank you for having me back. No, well, I've always wanted to do... last time. <laughs> well, I've always wanted to do what we're about to do now is run down our... Because I've done my top five favorite TV shows, and I think one or two of them mm-hmm. were sitcoms. But I wanted to do, because this is a comedy-centric podcast, I have everything doesn't matter, it's here, you're supposed to have a good time. I wanted to do a sitcom one, and what better than a comedian than yourself to help me out? And we could roll out our top fives. Me being from, I guess, just a pure audience member, just watching, but you, you're in it, you've written, you know what's going on, you've done stuff, so you, you'll have your own perspective versus my perspective, so this should be quite interesting. Yeah, I think it'll be a good time. Yes, indeed. So since the last time we talked, we're not going to get into a lot of shit like last time because if you want to go listen to, I believe it was episode 112, go back, you'll listen to everything that Ronnie's about, everything he's done, all that nice fun stuff. So if you want to pause now and go get to know Ronnie first, go listen to that and come back. Or if you don't, it doesn't matter. But before we get started, what have you been up to since the last time we talked pretty much? Oh, man, I uh, have been doing a lot more stand-up. I didn't do a whole lot of stand-up the last time we talked. In the last few months, I've been doing a ton of it. I used to be like just mainly writing and doing improv. Right. Um, and I've been doing a lot of background acting on TV. So Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it makes money. <laughs> Anything that anyone would know? Yeah, I was a featured extra on Marvelous Miss Maisel. Okay. I was uh, heavily featured on Blue Bloods and Blacklist. Oh. Okay. And there was a Netflix show called Comedy for Humans. You could see me in the background of all of those. <laughs> nice. But like you said, if it pays the bills, it pays the bills. No shame in that, right? Yeah, it's paying my bill, so I like it. <laughs> all right. Since you're the guest, let's get this thing started. Let's go with your number five. Go ahead. What's your number five favorite comedy show of all time? Oh, man, I had a tie, so I really have a top six. Oh, so oh, you could you cheat all you want. Together? Go for it. Cheat. Cheat away. Great. So they're tied for five or six. I'm not really sure, but I Love Lucy and The Dick Van Dyke Show. Oh, you're going old school, man. That's my only old school one, but okay. uh, I started to want to do comedy when I was little, because my brother and I watched the Dick Van Dyke show, and then my brother would tell my mom the jokes, and my mom would die laughing, and I was jealous of that. Oh, I see. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So it's more of like a nostalgic thing. Yeah, but I've recently rewatched a lot of I Love Lucy, and it okay. holds up real well. Really? See, I, I, I know. Obviously, I know of the two shows, but I've never watched. I probably watched one or two episodes of I Love Lucy, Dick Van Dyke show. I don't think I've watched one episode ever. So I, I can't really talk on these two. So the floor is all yours. Yeah, they're both great shows. Uh, Dick Van Dyke was basically 30 Rock 60, 70 years ago. Oh, shit. It's about a TV writer who's trying to write a TV show, a okay. comedy show. Right. 
Okay, that sounds With interesting. Some silly, wacky characters in it. Yeah. <laughs> and Dick Van Dyke is 90 something years old and still going, so that dude Fuck. got it going on. <laughs> yeah, he, he's got the secret, as they say. Yeah, I don't know what the secret is, but I want it. <laughs> don't we all? Don't we all? Okay, what about I Love Lucy? Yeah. What, what What's the premise and what, what rolled you, uh, reeled you into that? So, I Love Lucy, the thing about it that I liked was. It was just like wacky craziness uh, when okay. I was little. So the show is about Lucy is the wife of a banker, and so he's trying to sneak into his shows. So she'll dress up in costume. So it's always like Lucy's shenanigans. Lucy is this like superstitious person who like there's an episode where uh, she does a face because she thinks the house is haunted, oh but God. it's all this hijinks because she's trying to like scare people. I don't really know how to explain it really well right now. My brain's exploded <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> no worries, no worries at all. I'm sure again, most people know of these shows, so and it's everywhere in circulation. You could go watch it online somewhere, so I'm sure you'll find it. So you'll you'll have to go check yeah, it out. It's on Hulu. Oh, there you go. See, us Canadians, we, we don't get Hulu. So if we don't get it on Netflix or Amazon, we're, we're pretty much uh, shit out of luck. Oh, no. How do you not have Hulu? Hulu's the best. Well, I guess it's our regulator up here. It's called the CRTC. And they don't, I guess, they're very strict with certain stuff. Like even our Netflix is so much different than yours. I don't know if you're aware of that as well. Like there's certain shows that are on yours and that are not on ours and vice versa. So we have a lot of Canadian channels that scoop up rights to American shows. So that's why we can't have stuff on Netflix and stuff. And it's, it's all a big, it's, it's bullshit. If, if you ask me. Oh, I hate all that. <laughs> yeah. The, the copyright. So your number five. Okay. My number five, I'm going to go with a generic one. I'm going to go with one that pretty much everyone knows. A lot of people hate this. A lot of people love this. There's no really in between about this show. And it's one of these shows that I could just have in the background, like we mentioned. And, not miss a beat and just have it or even when people come over and you want something in the background right my number five is the very popular friends oh that's on my list i made a list of my least favorite shows ever and that is on there shut up okay let's start with you why do you dislike this show i don't know i've never (laughs) been able to put my finger on it i've watched probably 60 to 70 episodes so most episodes okay and there's just something that it just doesn't resonate with me. And I just find all of the characters very annoying. Like, um, can you give me a fresh perspective on the show? I see. Well, me, it's it's they have a lot of good one-liners and a lot of stupid shit that happens mm-hmm. out of the ordinary. That That's what I like the most. But I think it was... It was one of those sitcoms that came around at the perfect time, and it was during the same night as Seinfeld was on when it was in its heyday, right? So it was that perfect one-two punch, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So to me, it it's almost like an... If, I think if I was to watch it now, and I never watched it when it was first aired live, maybe I would not like it. I think it's all tied into... It was a perfect timing. It was, like I said, the one-liners, the storytelling, yeah. And I could see where, yeah, sometimes the the characters are annoying, but again, that's what made it so good because they are that annoying. Like, I hate Ross to shit and I wish he would die. But at the same time, if he wasn't in the show, there would be so many moments that you would miss. You know what I mean? So I, I guess... Oh, definitely. That's where I'm coming from, at least. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand all that. And writing is actually pretty good. When you read the script, uh, I was like, oh, this makes sense. This may like, I'll the writing. Yeah, exactly. And, and they... 
it was one of those episodic ones where it kept going and the story kept progressing. And there was that whole thing, obviously, of Rachel and Ross from beginning until the end. And that's when it finally ended. So, and again, a lot of people always harp on season finales. We could talk about season finales because I'm sure most of our picks are already over and done with anyways. And the season finales have aired. Yeah. But this one... I guess it was just in the middle to me. I, I don't know if you watched it. There was nothing major. Nothing really happened. It's like... Because this show, you can't bring back old characters because it was just the main six that were pretty much always there. You know what I mean? Yeah, there were some old characters. Like, even Seinfeld tried to do it. And I'm sure we'll touch on Seinfeld. I'm sure one of us has it, it on the list. But where they brought back all the old characters for, for the finale. But Friends really didn't do that. You know what I mean? And it was just them. And it was just yeah. the whole story. And then finally, it's almost like they became adults and that's it. The end, you know what I mean? So to me, it, it was a fair ending. Yeah, that sounds good. It was a good ending. Seinfeld, on the other hand, that ending, woof. <laughs> like I said, we might get into Seinfeld. We'll see. <laughs> we'll so, see. So what's your number four? Oh, man, my number four used to be my number one, if you asked me the same question ten years ago. But oh, my sure. number four is Arrested Development. Okay, okay, okay. I was obsessed with Arrested Development when it came out. Um, yeah, it was just s- such a perfect show, and I thought the jokes were perfectly written, and they joke- the jokes never make sense on their own. They always were, like, perfectly placed just about what was going on. Okay. And there's a Canadian star, so you should like it better. Well, see, here's the thing. I didn't get into it when it was live, and then... Netflix picked up that final season and then they did they made they made that little comeback. So I, I tried to watch it and it, it didn't stand up for me. I, I couldn't get into it. It was it was a little too quirky for my liking, I think. Did you watch season one through three first or did you watch the Netflix season first? No, I tried to go back and watch season one and I I couldn't even get through season one. Yeah, it's tough. I don't know if it holds up. I've recently tried to watch it and I was like, Oh, I still like this, but I don't love it. So I think that's why I dropped it down on the list because it doesn't hold up as well, but it showed that I could quote all day long. See, and that's going to be my theme pretty much for my list is that it still holds up and I could still watch it. Too. Well, maybe not so much because the joke telling back then was a little bit more loosey. And yeah, I could even say a little bit more racist, a little bit more towards the against women and shit. Like, you know what I mean? So they had that stuff going, but like story wise and funny wise, I think it still holds up on my list at least. Yeah, probably. So Arrested Development, interesting. Uh, yeah, Netflix fucked it up, though. Netflix is... Uh, I was just going to ask you that. What did you think of the Netflix episodes? I guess they weren't oh, good. <laughs> so Netflix did two seasons, and I didn't even watch the fifth one. So okay. season one through three came out, what, 10, 15 years ago. Right. Season four and five came out in the last couple of years okay. on Netflix, and I hated it. Netflix hated it so much that they recut all of season four their first season that they did and I still oh, I will watch it I was like I don't need to watch this oh my god and is it officially done now do you know or is, is it going to have another, a third one on Netflix I'm not sure I kind of hope not <laughs> I was just like leave it alone let it go away <laughs> see and I want to do another one eventually with someone else or even yourself in the near future of just Netflix comedy because I don't really have any really Netflix, unless you consider reruns on Netflix, but like Netflix originals on my list. Well, I I'll, I'll do I do have There's one. Sorry, I'm lying. Show on Netflix now called I Think You Should Leave, and it's probably one of my favorite comedy shows in the last like decade. Really? Well, I have one of my honorable mentions that I was going to mention at the end, but I'll mention it now since we're talking about Netflix. Is F is for Family? 
that show I love to fucking death. Oh, what do you like about it? Because I tried to watch it and I couldn't get into it. Okay, maybe because my dad was sort of like Bill Burr's dad where all he did was yell and work and my mom was stay-at-home mom and everything. So I could sort of relate. And I had an older brother that used to pick on me and stuff. like So I'm like, oh, I could relate to this. And it was just I just the belly laughs. And the same thing with the neighborhood and blue-collar working family. That's where I came from. So I could relate to a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So to me, it was a, very relatable. And again, he's from Boston. I'm from Toronto. It's still the east part of North America. You know what I mean? So a lot of similarities and stuff. Yeah. So I enjoy it. I think that's why I didn't like it is it's so relatable and I think I like oh. to like escape when I watch comedy and for me it gotcha. felt like my upbringing. <laughs> so that makes sense. So you're on the other side where I gravitate towards something that I could relate to where you go, I, I want the complete opposite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God. You, you know what I want more of, honestly, to tell you the truth? I don't know if you're a fan of sci-fi, but I want a, a good sci-fi comedy. Yeah. Know that there's that I loved. I could only think of movies. Like obviously, there's the there's the old school Spaceballs. That's the one that always pops up in my head when I think sci-fi comedy. But like recently, (laughs) what is really there? Like, is the Fifth Element considered sci-fi? Now, I mean, comedy, not really. But that's not even recent either. I was going to mention that though. Yeah, that's twenty years old now. We are old dudes, (laughs) right? Yeah, I remember that came out, and I, I would say it's comedy because Chris Tucker is one of the main characters in the movie. Ah, that's true too. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I will defend that it is comedy, and Bruce Willis has some funny jokes in that movie. No, There's he does. One that sticks with me that uh, these like orc dudes are trying to kill Bruce Willis, and they like ring his doorbell, right? And they go, "Are you a human?" And he goes, no, I'm a meat popsicle. And I thought that was so funny as a little kid. <laughs> yeah, but even TV shows, I can't think of any sci-fi comedy TV show. Well, they're spaced with, uh, what's his face? Oh, man, the dude who wrote Shaun of the Dead. I'm blanking. Oh, I don't, I don't I know. I know who he is. I could see him in my head. I just don't know his name. Yeah, he had a famous one that came out about, I think the 20-year anniversary was like two days ago, so. Oh, wow, see, again, that's uh, Also, yeah, Hitchhiker's Guide oh, yeah. to the Galaxy is very funny in a different way, but I don't think it's like meant to be, I mean, it is meant to be comedy, right. but, and it's sci-fi, so yeah, count that. But again, that's all older stuff, there's nothing like really recent. Yeah. I don't think so. There's nothing I could think of. Like the Orville, not one of my favorite shows. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that one was tough to watch. <laughs> See, another one. I I, I just c- couldn't get into it. Do you like horror comedy movies? Like horror, like slashers and zombie movies that are funny. Yeah, I don't mind it because I'm a huge horror fan as well. So I I, I don't mind mixing genres. Yeah. I'm 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 all for it. Tucker vs. Evil is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Oh, really? Okay. Um, I'll have to check. I just watched uh, Zombieland, was it Double Tap? The most recent one. Oh, is that part two? Yes. I haven't watched it. How is it? It's decent. It's not as good as part one, but it, it it's okay. It goes by fast because at least it's not a long movie. I think it clocks in at like 90 minutes or so, so you get through it pretty quick. Oh, that's good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, anything under 100 makes me happy. You know what? I'm, it's so true. Nowadays, you have these two and a half hour, three hour fucking epic movies. And this. that's like, who has the fucking time? No, thank you. Not me. I 
couldn't get through uh, the Irishman because of that. <laughs> I, I, I didn't do it in like one... a week to finish it. That's what everyone's saying. I couldn't do it in one sitting either, man. It's just too long and it's slow. It's good, but it's very slow. It's very slow paced. Yes, I know. And there's a lot of scenes. It's like, uh, we really didn't need that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, who, but who am I to say? I'm no Sc- Scorsese, right? So <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there. <laughs> All right, so let's go with my number four. My number four is something that's still actually airing, and I believe it's in its final season. So this is my only recent one. It is Modern Family. Oh, I like Modern Family. I'm not caught up, so you're uh, tell me all the good stuff. What do you love about it? Okay, first off, my favorite, again, this is going to spoil it, but it's going to eventually come out. One of my favorite TV characters is Al Bundy. So to have Ed O'Neill in this right away, sold me. That's what reeled me in right away. Yeah. Done. Then after that, again, the storytelling, the the way they make it like it's a dramedy because they're sort of being filmed for some kind of documentary that they still haven't told us what it's about. I don't know if it's going to be like The Office and they're going to reveal it at the end or if they never do or if they, are these just home videos. No one knows, right? So that intrigue is still there for me that they've kept alive all these years. And just seeing the families grow up and the different perspectives. You have a gay couple, you have an older man, a younger woman. Like, you know what I mean? You have the typical uh, family as well, the the nuclear family, as they call. But all these stories together, it just makes me... And then the hilarity. And I love a TV show that has one main goofball in it. Like, you know what I mean? So the main goofball is Phil, obviously. So to me, that character I love. And just to see his antics, because he's just a big kid at heart. And now that his son has grown up to be an adult now he's the younger kid like you know what i mean so it's almost it's like the funny dynamic like where the son's like dad you got to grow up and whatever but i just love everything the storytelling it's it's just fantastic i I have nothing bad to say about this show yeah it's a really good show i don't know why i haven't kept up with it because i always enjoyed it whenever i watched it yeah it makes me laugh every single time it does like there's so many And the thing I like about this show too, it's not like other shows where you remember certain episodes for what it is. To me, everything is blobbed into one big thing and I can't just pull like a full episode out. I'll be like, oh, I like the part when Phil and Claire were going up the escalator when they were moonlighting at night pretending to be different people and then her dress ripped off and then her parents came by and then saw them and and it was just a hilarious moment and the lead up to all that and just like I said, the small things and obviously... People who watch the show know that Claire's huge into Halloween. I love Halloween, so their Halloween episodes are always fantastic. So little stuff like that. And again, it's episodic, so it continues. You see how they progress throughout. It's not just one-offs. And it, it's, again, nothing bad to say at all. What about the show is that they all love each other. I don't like when a show hates each other, like Always Sunny Uh everyone's just always mad at each other and modern family like they get annoyed with each other but they love each other yeah exactly right in the end they're always there for each other as much as they rag on each other and when a puss comes to shove they are there right yeah 100% yeah so that's my most modern one and I guess another modern one again I'll I'll do another it's not really a comedy Uh, this is an honorable mention it's not really a comedy but I guess you could say it's comedy because I laugh so much is Shameless Shameless is just another great show that keeps going and going and I think now they're in their ninth or 10th season or something and I just don't want it to end I don't know like you know when you want shit to end and it's like okay you said the story I'm like I just want more 
Yeah. Speaking of families that hate each other. I've noticed that when my shows feel like they're exhausted, I want them to end so that they're just always good. Yeah, exactly, right? And same thing with Modern Family. I do not want it to end. Like, knowing that this is the final season, it's like, oh, fuck. But again, all good things have to come. Nothing lasts forever, unless you're a soap opera. But other than that, (laughs) you know what I mean? Oh, I hate soap operas. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand. God bless any person out there who's watched since they started until however old they are. Like, there's people who have probably watched Days of Our Lives for like 30, 40 years straight. How crazy is that? That's a nuts thing. I don't judge that because it's good for them, but I don't want to be that person. <laughs> Can you think of anything you would want to watch that long? Other than like sports, oh. if you're a sports guy or something, obviously. Yeah, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan, and even when that ended, I was like, good, go away. Really? Okay, since we're not talking, since Game of Thrones is not comedy and it's not going to be in our lists, what did you think of the final season? Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't hate it as much as everyone else did. Okay. I, my feeling is that we knew it was going to end. Uh, it ended the way that it was supposed to end. Okay. I hate saying that, but in the very beginning of, of the first book, George wrote about how Bran was going to be this like great person. And mm. so for Bran to be the king, it was good writing because they went back to what they started with. Right. I think people were just annoyed because their fan favorite didn't become the ruler i was like who cares it's not that big deal it's true but you don't feel like it was rushed and they could have made it actually stretch into or was it prolonged because there's other people saying that it should have just been like literally three episodes because you had the huge battle and then you had the other thing when khaleesi went crazy with the dragons and that's pretty much all of the last season right and the final episode i guess picking the, the new king and all that but other than that everything was just fluff right yeah it could have been Longer or shorter, I think either would have worked. They could have paced it gently. But also, they're the people who make TV. I don't make that much TV. So. That's true, too. <laughs> we are just on the outside. Who they knows? Much more than I do. Yeah. That is true. Are you looking forward to the prequels that are going to come out? Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm really excited. Are, do you, so you have high hopes, or do you think... Because everyone knows the, the prequel jinx that... Much, like, what is it? 95% of prequels or sequels do not last in TV, so... Are you optimistic? Well, I am optimistic because the prequels are from the Targaryen point of view. And George has written thousands of pages of Targaryen history already. So there's at least something to even draw from. Okay, so there you go. So there's a lot of materials, not just... And it's not going to feel rushed, obviously. That's the other thing, right? Yeah, because he wrote a book that came out, I think, two years ago now called Fire and Blood. And it's just 10,000 years of Targaryen history. Wow. So it's all laid out. It's already there. So now they just need to adapt it well. And I think that's what the issue with the last season was. George didn't write it, so people were upset about that. So I think with him having more say in this show than he did at the end of Game of Thrones, because by like the end season, he wasn't the writer anymore. Mm, true, true. Okay, well, I guess only time will tell. We'll see if it ends up being a yeah. hit or not. But fingers crossed, because I'm, I'm a Game of Thrones fan. At first, I didn't like it. It took me about three or four episodes to actually get hooked. Then once I saw, I noticed mm-hmm. that they're killing off main characters and main actors, that no one was safe. It's like, okay, I got to watch this shit. So that's what reeled me in. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, it's good. It's up there. I could rewatch it, I bet, all day long. Yeah, you know what? That's probably not something bad to go back and rewatch. It's true because again, it has no. It's it, it's in a time where it's not going to age because it's so old that it doesn't matter. So you so it it should hold up, right? 
comes up. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We will find out. All right, let's go into your number three. Oh, man, I'm debating if my number two, which one's my number two and which one's my three. So we'll just say what I have written down. Sure. And my number three, it's not a hugely popular show, but it's Party Down. Have you ever seen it? Never heard of this. Now I'm intrigued. Party Down, yeah, Party Down was on Showtime for two seasons. Okay. Uh, and it's about cater waiters who are actors. Mm. So. Their part-time job is catering, and then their part-time job is acting. And so uh, the whole show starts the first day that someone, this, like, the actor failed out of Hollywood, and he goes back to being a caterer, but everyone recognizes him. Okay. And it's played by Adam Scott. And there's a lot of really famous people that have cameos in it, and it's just the perfect sitcom, in my opinion. And the only reason it went off air is uh, Parks and Recreation came along and took all oh, the actors. Oh, gotcha. Makes sense. Yeah, it, it holds up to me because I recently watched the pilot season again, and I was just like, this is still a really good TV. It's such good writing, such good acting. All the characters are perfect in it. Right. And you said it only went for two uh, seasons? Yeah. How many episodes in each season? I think there were 10 each season. Okay, so you could fly through it. You could binge watch it, no problem. Yeah, you could watch it in like two, three days. Oh, perfect. Maybe I'll go back and check that one now for sure. It sounds decent. And now, is it, again, is it laugh-out-loud comedy? Is it well-written? Is it like dramedy? Like, what type of comedy? Yeah, it's a mix of all of that. Because okay. uh, Adam Scott is the star of it, and he's good at, obviously, playing funny characters. He's good at playing serious characters. Okay. So his character uh, was... Within the show, he was this big actor on a beer commercial. Right. His catchphrase was, are we having fun yet? <laughs> so he goes back to being a cater waiter. And then in the first episode, people are trying to figure out, like, why do you look so familiar? Right. And he won't tell anyone. And then one guy figures it out and he goes, are we having fun yet? Oh and he loses it. And uh, Ken Marino, who's one of my favorite comedy actors in the so it's a good, good show. And when did this air? Uh, it would have been around twenty ten. Okay, so okay, so twenty ten. So he was already on Step Brothers and other movies like that. Then, so he was already well known, Adam Scott, at that time. Yeah, he was pretty big. At, oh, twenty two thousand nine. So it was a year off. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think what Step Brothers came around that time, more or less, two thousand seven or eight, something around there. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, I think a little bit before that. Yeah, I'm looking so, it up now, too. Okay, we so got perfect. These little computers in our pocket. I know, we should just Google it, right? <laughs> that goes to show how much research I put into stuff. <laughs> hey, I, I actually need a. See, and that's why people got to buy my merchandise so I could spring for a producer and make it more professional. See, people, if you put exactly. in, you will get out what, what you deserve. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. Shame them all. Yeah, that, that's not bad. Yeah, that's right, because he was also in Parks and Rec as well. And I think now the show he's on, uh, Big Little Lies, because I watched that, because the wife loves that show, so I watch it. It's, it's decent. It's a de- decent drama. But, uh, yeah, no, yeah. no that, that sounds pretty decent. Maybe I will check it out then, for sure. It's on Hulu that you can watch, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Fucking Hulu. <laughs> You're going to have to illegally download it all. Oh, shit. All right, let's go into my number three then. 
I already mentioned a character, Al Bundy. So my number three is Married with Children. Nice. Good pick. This, okay, I'm starting to go through the rerun. So we're probably going to talk a lot about the show because it's live in my head right now. And I'll mm-hmm. go back and forth from when I first watched it to now. But speaking of shows that don't hold up, this show really doesn't hold up. But at the same time, because a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, Al Bundy's... Uh, like just a man's man, he's uh, like he's, he puts down women and this, the whole no ma'am thing and all that. But at the same time, everything he dished out towards women, the women always gave back to him. Like example, his wife wouldn't cook for him, his wife wouldn't clean, his wife wouldn't give him anything, would waste his money. So that's her revenge. Same thing with Marcy. If he was to piss off Marcy, she'd fucking find a way to get back at him and then he'd be all pissed about it too. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like Al Bundy gets the leg up at the beginning of each episode, but but then by the end, he's all bandaged up, he's crying, and he's a withered old man in in the corner, you know what I mean? So, for a lot of people to say that he was, uh, what's the fucking... Misogynist. Misogynist, that's it. If... If he was misogynist all the time, then he would he would always win, but he never wins. That's the whole story of Married to Children. He's just a fucking goddamn loser all the time. Yeah, so I think that's what the writer was doing. They were smart about it in that they were trying to say, like, oh, this is what happens if you're shitty to women. Yeah, exactly. And then the shittier you are to women, the shittier they are back to you. And that's why you're a fucking shoe salesman and make no money and your family hates you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so well, it's funny going... Show, no, it is. And again, it's it's well-written for the time. And you could see, like you said, you could see what the writers were trying to get across. It's not. It's just not all just about man's man and, and putting down women and putting them in bikinis. Because a lot of time... Al and even Bud towards after when he got older were chasing women all the time, even with Darcy once he was introduced, same shit, with their tongues out and stuff like that. But to see that as a kid, it was something so different at the time. Again, the timing. This came out in the late 80s, early 90s. And to see this on TV, because like you said, 80s sitcoms were all lovey-dovey. Everyone loves each other. Maybe not the bunkers and stuff like that. And I guess the Jeffersons, but... Towards around this era, it was all like full house type of shit, family ties, who's the boss, like no confrontations, yeah. like you know what I mean? Growing pains. in charge. Yes, exactly. Mr. Belvedere, like what the hell, Alf, what, what, like what, what, what was dysfunctional about any of these family? Well, maybe Alf was because he was a fucking alien, but still. Yeah, <laughs> but, cats. Yeah, exactly. But with Married with Children, it was so out there, it was like, oh my God, why is this guy calling his wife? a pig and vice versa and, and her calling him a pig and this, this and that and him Googling at women while his wife's sitting right beside him. It's like, no one would, would ever put this on TV. This is blasphemy, right? So it's just, and again, being <laughs> being a little hornball kid as a teenager, obviously I enjoyed it, but it was just so funny. Yeah, I, I, I loved it. I don't know. And for it, I, this is one of those shows I wish they ended it a little bit early or towards the end, mm-hmm. they didn't do what they did with introducing... The Kid 7, I really didn't like that. It wasn't my thing. It was just threw off the whole dynamic. And I, I don't think they were meant to have a kid. Because I think it really PG'd it too much with, with the kid around. You, you know what I mean? And they couldn't really take the restraints off. Maybe yeah, that's what they did. Maybe the networks wanted them to do that. Who knows? Again, this is us speaking out. But I don't know. I enjoyed more like season one through maybe I think seven or eight. Right where No Man was introduced. But And I think... Mm-hmm. Do I remember? It's National Organization Against... No, National Organization National Organization of Men Against Amazonian Masterhood. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember well, it. I'm on the back for remembering that 
because I wouldn't. <laughs> but yeah, this is another one. If I think again, if you were to ask me, maybe twenty years ago when this first aired, this would be my favorite show of all time. And with Amazon, thank it's God, you could just watch it over and over. And at one point, they used to, I don't know about there in the States, but up here, there was always a time slot, like around in between 10 and around 11.30 before the late shows came on up here, there was always reruns of good old sitcoms all the time in those time slots. Mm-hmm. And Married with Children was used to be on always at 10 o'clock at night. So before going to sleep, you watch, an ep- like you were saying, you watch an episode of something, go to bed, and then you feel good and happy and whatever. Like, you know what I mean? So it was perfect. I love Married with Children. Yeah. Well, Married with Children also having it after was one of my other favorite shows. Growing up, I don't like that show anymore, but it that's... felt like they were trying to just rip that show off. You're right. That's the one with the dad. Uh, I I know him as the actor as Dexter's dad, right? He ended up playing Dexter's dad after. Yeah. That's who the actor is, and he had that puppet that he talked to, right? Yeah, the bunny in the basement or something. That's it. There you go. And they also tried to do like yeah. a hot daughter like Kelly. I don't remember what the daughter's name was. Uh, the actor's name is Nikki Cox. Oh, there you go. But yeah, the, yeah. It, it was sort of like a little r- ripoff of Married with Children, right? But again, it was a spinoff. And you see another one that really didn't last. That was a spinoff, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so... Who do you like more? This is what I, I like to talk about people who watch Marital Children or are into Marital Children. Do you enjoy Steve more or do you enjoy Darcy more? Or Jefferson or however oh, you man. call him. I liked out of those three, I like Jefferson the best of those three. Jefferson? Uh, like, So what happened when Steve left? Was it because they got divorced or did he get killed off? I don't remember. No, remember he ran away and, and became a forest ranger. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure about that. And then I was happy about that because I didn't like him a whole lot, but I like Jefferson much better. See, and the reason why I'm saying Darcy as well, too, is because she was alone for a period. So that also was a, a little bit of something different because she would she would start dating after and bring these different men around and I would make fun of them and sh- shit. So there was like the three mm-hmm. stages of, I guess, Marcy, as, as, as I say, right? But Steve... Now, going back and watching, Steve was all right because he was that guy who was so innocent. But then Al started tugging, tugging. And then you find out, oh, Steve isn't that innocent. He used to do stuff. And he wants to be like Al, but because he's whipped, he can't be like Al. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like going to Al is like a release and like a getaway from his home life. And to see that dynamic is pretty cool. But again, with Jefferson... It brought out even worse part of Al because Jefferson's younger and he's still partying, so Al wants to keep up and shit. So it's it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's a good dynamic. It was well written. It was. It was fantastic. It was. And what about this one? I don't know if you got this far too. What about when they replaced Buck the dog? Oh, I don't remember that. Because Buck was the big hairy, like I don't know, Mister Magoo type dog, but brown and not yeah. the same color as Mister Magoo. Obviously, he was brown and black, but. He ended up dying in real life. So then after they needed to bring in, they brought in, I don't know, like a little poodle of some sort or something. And it was just a, like a smaller dog. And I'm like, they, they should have gone again with a bigger dog. Maybe a German Shepherd even, who knows. But a small dog doesn't, again, it doesn't suit that family. No, definitely not. That family's too like brash and crazy for that. Right. And it needs to defend for itself and be there and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah, Married with Children. Chihuahua's not going to do that. Yeah, exactly, right? So to me, Married with Children, love it. Love it to death. I could watch it. It's now become my go-to. Because re- I usually, when I'm watching TV or when I'm watching TV shows, I always have that 
rerun that I go to on a regular. It used to be the office. Now I took that out of my rotation and now it's become married with children. So that's currently in my mm-hmm. rerun space. It's a good choice. All right. Perfect. We're I almost... would surprise you. And I don't love the office as much as everyone else does. So Uh-oh. hot take. Oh, no. oh, we might be in trouble soon. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Let's go with your number two then. My number two is a TV show that is still on the air. It is Bob's Burgers. Okay, I hear a lot of good stuff about this. I never got into it, I got to admit, but I do hear a lot of good stuff. Yeah, Bob's Burgers took a while for me to get into. The first, like, one or two seasons aren't great. Okay. And then they found their voice, they found their rhythm, and the show is about... I mean, it's relatable for me because my stepfather is a chef, and so the show uh, is about a guy who owns a restaurant and has to try to get his three kids to like not cause shenanigans while trying to keep them busy in the restaurant. Okay. But like going back to what we said about modern family is Bob's burgers. They all love each other. Mm. So like all their craziness fools, their like love for each other. So they're always like at the end, they're all in love with each other again. Right. Makes sense. Makes sense. And how this show has been on for a while too, right? There's a lot of seasons. I think it's, Close to 10 now. Wow, see that? And what's the network it airs on? Because it's on actual, like, cable, right? Oh, man, I'm forgetting if it's Fox or NBC, because I watch it on Hulu. Right, yeah, exactly. I'm sure most smart people do. (laughs) I think it's Fox, now that I'm thinking about it. Well, they do have that animation, whatever, on Sunday nights, and I'm sure it's a part of it, right? So... Yeah, with The Simpsons, which I love, but I didn't put Simpsons on my list, so I'm a bad comedy person. Well, you know what? It's on my honorable mentions because, again, this has been speaking of stuff that never ends, and I I brought it up in previous episodes. Why does Simpsons work? It's because they don't age. So you got endless material, and you can just keep going and going. And how about this? This is going to be controversy, but hey, this is what I do on the show sometimes. Uh What do you think about the whole Apu and now Hank Azaria hanging up the voice and saying he's never going to do it again? I think he's making the right choice. Um, I don't know. I'm obviously, I just say I'm just a dumb white guy, but <laughs> I think that like, so these people spoke out and they're like, what you're doing is offensive towards us. So just listen right. to that. I think, you know, what? I'm just like, it's not our place to decide how they should feel. It's true. Uh, I, I could see both because I'm, I'm usually a fence rider for like literally everything. I love to play de- devil's advocate. I don't know why. I never like to commit to one thing. So I could see both sides where I think if it was voiced already by an Indian person and he was doing it just and not being like, I guess, so overly... My God. Like a stereotype? Yeah, character. like being very stere- stereotypical, then it would work. Like, you know what I mean? I'm sure, obviously, there's Indian mm-hmm. people who have that accent, but at the same time, I don't think it's the accent that's the problem. I think it's more of what they're portraying Apu to be. Like, you know what I mean? That's what's yeah. more of the offensive thing, right? So, and again, yeah. yeah, it's true. Who are any white person to say, no, it's not offensive. It's like, if it offends the person that's that race and that color or that genre or whatever the fuck it is, or however they want to be labeled yeah. nowadays, then they have the full right to say, stop, and you have to abide by it. I'm sorry. Like, you know, that's just... Yeah, like you can't relate. I, I don't give a fuck who, you, unless you grew up as an Indian person and you were adopted into an Indian family. Maybe you could get away with it, but other than that, no, nah, you yeah. can't say shit. So I could see him doing the right thing, but at the same time, this is comedy. Where's it going to end? Where, what can't you say? What can't you do? Like it's all in tongue in cheek. It's not like Hank Azaria hates Indian people. He's not racist. Like, so you know what I mean? No. 
it's not like the writers went out and be like, how can we make fun of Indian people? How can we make this as racist? No, it's just, it's funny. Yeah, it is funny. I do like the character usually because I think the character, it's a strong character. It's not demeaning. And wait, like Apu always wins. Right? He always gets the upper hand, especially with Homer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they like wrote a strong character who just has stereotypes that should get changed. Yeah, exactly. But again, it's not to say that stereotypes are there for a reason, but they pulled and they just extend because that's what comedy does. You pull on insecurities and then make it bigger than life. So then you could get a laugh out of it. That's what all comics do. Like, you know what I mean? And for people not to understand that. But again, at least it was the race that came out and said it. I hate these people with the cancel culture that come out. Like you said, a typical white person saying, you shouldn't say that about Hispanics. You shouldn't say that about black people. You shouldn't say that about Asians. Like, who are you to fucking say anything at all? Get the get that fucking spoon out of your mouth and shut the fuck up. Exactly. I mean, I never put that's just the way it is. I didn't pay for it to happen, but I also can't be like, ah, I'll let whoever needs to speak up for themselves do that. Exactly, right? Unless they make fun of you directly, you have no fucking say. Sorry. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, Simpsons is an honorable mention for sure. Again, mostly, and too, a lot of, I'm sure a lot of people know by now, but a lot of Canadian writers throughout the years on The Simpsons. So that's something cool. Mm-hmm. All right, let's yeah, go. They love Canada too, so. <laughs> well, maybe that's where it's from, right? Because of all the Canadian writers. <laughs> Probably. See, you don't see Canadians rising up and saying, no, we don't want you to make fun of us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, nope, we'll just go about in hockey some more. That's it. Eat, we'll stick to our poutine. <laughs> mm, I love poutine. Doesn't everybody, and shouldn't everybody, is the actual question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All true, right. True, sorry. My number two. You said you didn't like it, so let's get right into it. My number two is the American Shuffle. version of The Office. Ooh, the American version, good choice. Yes. I don't not like it. I okay. do like it. I just, it's not, everyone seems to think greatest tv show ever and i don't it's not for me i could see the only this would be actually my number one only if they ended it i could go a year after michael scott left but as soon as steve carell left i it's not that it took a plunge it wasn't the same like i needed like they tried to bring in characters to make it better and all this and that but it really didn't work and so they tried to put uh, Andy as the role of Michael Scott after, right? And that didn't really work out. Yeah. So it was like, you know what I mean? But I know why they went that far. They were trying to tell the whole story of everyone and they wanted it to end nicely and everything. It just, obviously, Steve Carell became huge and he had to leave, right? But other than that, I think it's a great show. To me, it's fantastic. Like, Like I said, I've watched, I literally watched all the seasons Four times in a row, back to back to back to back. Not in one sitting, obviously. Wow. Throughout like a yeah. two or three year span, but that was my go to for reruns to put in the background. And oh my God, there's so many episodes I could talk about. Just the one thing that pops up in my mind, and you see memes of it all the time now. And this is what I show everyone because my niece is the same way. She couldn't get into the office, she didn't like it. And then I showed her because people who know the office, the intros are the best when it's either Jim ragging mm-hmm. on on Dwight or they're doing their pranks or they're doing these magic shows or whatever they do at the beginning before the credits go and the intro scene goes. But I show this to everyone who's not an office fan and they all get hooked right away. 
It's the one where Dwight is the the safety inspector, whatever he is, and he makes the fire alarm go off, but he locked all the doors. He put door stops so people wouldn't get out. So the alarm goes off. There's smoke everywhere. He literally lit a cigarette and threw it in the trash bin to start a fire so then everything would go off. And everyone's panicking, and you get to see the true colors of everyone. Everyone's running over the cameraman. Yeah. You got people, you got, uh, what's his name? Uh, jumping in, into the ceiling. Oscar jumping into the yeah, ceiling the, and trying to get out. And then Jim, the you see Jim. falling out yes. of the ceiling is so funny. That falling out. And then them grabbing the photocopier and ramming it up against the wall. And then Michael Scott saying, this is it. We're all going to die. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't. Like I said, I show that to everybody for the first time. Hook, line, and sinker. That reels them in all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's a great one. It's one of the ones that I remember the best. Right? And like I said, that in the other episode too is when Michael Scott has the dinner party when he invites over Pam and Jim and then Dwight uh, crashes it as well. Then he, he introduces his big screen TV and it's like this little 13-inch. Or sorry, he says, oh, I saved all my money to get this flat screen. And then it pans over. It's like a 12 or 13-inch flat screen. <laughs> It's hilarious. It's a great episode as well. Like I, I could, t- I could do a whole episode of the podcast on just the office myself. But I Are love you it. Sure? <laughs> Maybe I should. Who knows? If anyone out there who listens and is, uh, has, has anything to do with the office or has been on the office, writer, cameraman, I don't care. Props, <laughs> hit me up. The podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, I'm sure I'd love to talk to you about everything that is the office. So I'll put it out there into the universe, as they say. A joke when they, uh, who was it? Dwight and Jim are on a radio show and they're like, let's prank Michael. And Jim is like, oh, let's prank Michael and say that Justin Bieber, he won tickets to a Justin Bieber concert. Right. And Dwight with a straight face looks at Michael and goes, who's Justice Bieber? <laughs> and, <laughs> and Jim, without skipping a beat, goes, you know, that crime fighting Bieber. <laughs> See the one-liners. It's one of my favorite jokes ever. The one-liners are the, and obviously, even though they didn't make this lineup, but they made it popular and part of pop culture. Is that's what she said? How many fucking people yeah. still say that to? The, hey, I'm one of those people. Whenever anything sexual comes up, that's what she said. Yeah, that is what she said. <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. Again, maybe I'll do a future episode on The Office by itself, but for now, it'll be my number two, and I could watch it forever mm-hmm. if I could. Pick one show. You know what? I don't know. My number one and two are interchangeable. So if I was to be on a desert, deserted island, one of these two shows, if they would say this is the only thing you watch for the rest of your life would be these two shows. And that's it. Yeah. I feel the same way with my one and two. <laughs> Perfect. Without further ado, let's get your number one out of the way. Drum roll, please. Enter the drum roll hereafter. Again, there's no production value on this show. So here. <laughs> My number one show ever is 30 Rock. Okay, 30 Rock. All right, this I'm familiar with. I've watched That's a few episodes. It, it kind of is surprising because I just didn't even pop into my head when I was thinking because I don't. I try not to Google it because then I'll get influenced and whatever. I try and go off the cuff. So maybe I'll go back and revisit these top fives once I've been doing this for years and years and revising them because I just go off what I remember, right? And 30 Rock never even popped yeah. into my mind at all. I totally forgot about this show. Yeah. That's right. I've watched this show as well. TV show ever. It's why I moved to New York. It's because I wanted to write for 30 Rock. 
and my one-year anniversary of living in New York was the day that 30 Rock went off air. So I was like, never going to work for them now. Oh, my God. That's right. It was. But you know what? That, there's another show I sort of got sick of. Like, I've, I loved watching the first few seasons. I can't remember how far I got. And I'd watch it live. Like, and whenever it would air on NBC, that's when I would watch it. Or I'd PVR it at the time. But that was one of the shows that are on my rotation weekly to watch. And I don't know, there's just something that I fell out of. I don't know what, what soured me. Maybe once we start talking about it more, maybe it'll come to me. But I just, I, I couldn't do it. Maybe I just tapped out and it was just too much for me. But yeah, I yeah, loved it. the first it. couple of seasons were great. The first episode's a little rough to watch. Uh, but it, the pickup, it's very silly though. That's why I like it. But it's a lot of like really dumb jokes that work really well together because of the show and the writing and the acting and all the characters. Yeah, they have a great cast, too. Yeah. I mean, all of them have gone on to do pretty decent stuff, so... I think so. And, and even Tracy Morgan, too, even though he was sort of playing himself, but it's still... it was yeah. I, I, Again, the over-the-top characters. That's what kept me watching it over and over was Tracy Morgan. Like, I just wanted to see what stupidity he was going to do the next week, right? But the thing about Tracy Morgan's character in that show is, yes, he's really stupid, but he says a lot of very smart things in the show. Mm. So they make him look dumb, but he's so smart within the show. Right, right. And like every now and then he like will surprise you with one great thing. And you're like, wait, where did that come from? (laughs) Right. It makes it even funnier when he says the smart thing because you're not expecting it. Makes sense. Yep, makes sense. Of course. And yeah, just yeah. The, the whole dynamic. And it was just good because even though you think it's what goes on behind the scenes, I guess Saturday Night Live and shit, but at the same time, it's not. It's over the top, right? Obviously. And it was just like, yeah. it gives you a little sneak peek, but not so much. So I think that's what hooked a lot of people to keep watching it over and over. And obviously the star power too, right? But it was just clever writing. Yeah, and definitely. Again, another thing that you really didn't see at the time was this sort of revealing the curtain a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? So it was pretty cool. Yeah. It was really cool. I think that's what... I also wanted to be an SNL writer, so it felt good to watch that. See? There you go. See, I haven't gone back to watch anything of it. Have you? Do you think it still holds up? Yeah, I've rewatched it a whole bunch. I've seen it through like three or four times. Okay. And I still make jokes. My brother likes it even more than I do. I introduced it to my brother. Okay. And it's... I think he's probably watched it through like seven or eight times now. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I should try and see if, if I could find it up here and see if it still holds up yeah. for me. All right, you're number one. What do you got? My number That's one. Me doing a drum roll. That's better than mine. It is. And that's what she said. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I had to put it up here. The classic, the one and only. Ended exactly when it should have ended on the top Seinfeld. Ooh, I figured that was what it was going to be. Yes, there's still one-liners I still use off this to this day. There's still stuff I hark back to. Like, I still mm-hmm. reference stuff about the Soup Nazi episode. That's probably the most famous episode of all time. Or the one where they have the famous bet and they hold off about masturbating, even though they never say it's masturbating, and they walk around it. And I love how they walk around everything. That's what, again, the yeah. fucking writing. And I'm sure people are going to say, oh, you could just watch Curb Your Enthusiasm nowadays, now that it's made a comeback again. And it's, it's almost the same shit, and at least it's updated. But it's like, no, this, they had it... Fuck, Kramer is one of the best TV characters of all time, hands down. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. <laughs> I have hair right now. The listeners can't see it, but it's definitely Kramer's hair. See, exactly. 
Kramer's the man. had a dumb baby. <laughs> but I could again, I could go through so much shit about this show, and it's just just fantastic. And it ended. A lot of people think, oh no, they could have gone back and done more. And it's like, no. The, even though a lot of people, again, the, the one thing I do not like about the show was the final episode, like you said, right? It was to me. It was. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. I, I didn't like it. I didn't like that. I See, I, I'm a sucker for people bringing back old characters. I love that. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. And I know it's a cheap way out and it's a shitty way to end stuff. But I love to bring back everyone and tie it all in nice and bow. Them ending up in jail and not really... I don't like this. Okay, well, are they going to be in jail? Or are they going to get out eventually? Like, what's going to happen? I just don't like that whole... You make up your decision now of what ends up happening in the end. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, Definitely. So they're still in jail, right? They never got out. I guess. I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, the episode ended with them in jail. It wasn't, like, a dream or anything, right? See, and that's the other thing. That's what other people were saying. Was it all a dream sequence or something? Like, who fucking knows? Yeah. But it's a lot. It was a good... I only recently started rewatching until I was like, oh, this show was actually way better than I remember it being. Yeah, I could watch it. This was my go-to... Probably from the age of when it came out, I was like, I think I was 13 or 14 when the first season started airing. So from literally the age of 14 till up to about 35, because that's when I cut off cables about five years ago. To that age, I watched Seinfeld literally every fucking day, at least one episode. Never missed it. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a good thing. How do you feel about Curb? I couldn't get into it because it wasn't Seinfeld. I, I just, because to I me, love- I think if I was, it's this is weird. It's not that it was like I'm cheating on Seinfeld or anything as I put up quotations, but I didn't want Seinfeld to be tainted and I didn't want anything to be sort of Seinfeldy but better. Like, you, 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 you know what I mean? To me, Seinfeld yeah. was perfect. Let it be. And that's it. And to know that Larry, oh, what's his name? Larry David, right? Larry David. Yeah. To yep. know that Larry David is George Costanza and now to see Larry David as Larry, I, I can't. To me, it ruins the whole thing. <laughs> The my favorite episode of TV ever is an episode of Curb, mm. where Larry, uh, so all Larry's friends on the show are Jewish, okay, and Larry finds this Muslim, and he it's the chicken that he's ever had, and loves going there too because he knows that none of his friends will go there. Oh my god! Because of it being Muslim and him being Jewish, right? And he falls in love with a Muslim girl while there. Oh my and god! And so the whole episode. Is Israeli-Palestine relations through a chicken place? <laughs> See, that sounds like something that would be like Seinfeld. Like, you know what I mean? The one thing that comes to mind, speaking of different races and whatnot, and sp- is uh, the one where uh, the w- with the Pakistani restaurant owner, and he goes, and then he changes it all up. He's like, "You should make it." No, first he had it all like regular food, like he had Italian food, he had Greek food, he had every sort of food. And he's like, "You should make it all Pakistani <laughs> food." Then the guy switches it. Babu is his name. That's it. And he's like, yeah. And then he fucked up his whole thing. Then he ends up getting deported because they fucked up everything. And this, just that whole dynamic. And them, <laughs> and them not giving two shits that this guy got deported. And just they go on with their merrily lives. Like nothing ever happened. It's just it's fucking fantastic. <laughs> it's a good show. I love it. And again, so many one-liners and Kramer. How many stupid shit did he do? Like having. What, what, <laughs> What was it, having the hot tub in his room and then falling asleep in it and then getting hypothermia or whatever because the water pump broke? <laughs> the What's the other one? 
the, the chicken one with, with the chicken laid and then he got addicted to the chicken, Kenny Rogers chicken or whatever the fuck it's called. Oh, man. Ooh, I liked Kenny Rogers chicken when I was little. Oh, I couldn't get into it. We 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 ended up having it up here for for a little bit, and then they just ended up disappearing. I I, I could never get into that. Well, we had Tim Hortons in New York for like a year, and it was pretty good. Pretty good. That's it. It lasted a year at least. Wow. It did like maybe a year or two. <laughs> and well, again, it's just one of those things. It's uh, either timing or and plus, you guys are more into. I guess your equivalent of Tim. We call it Timmy's up here is uh, Dunkin' Donuts. I would assume, right? I guess that's more of your like everyday coffee shop right yeah for most people i would say like most middle americans drink it but new yorkers drink a lot of like of more like boutique coffee oh like the one-offs and like the mom and pop shops right yeah it's more of that that's more popular amongst regular new yorkers makes sense makes sense yeah i could see that what about like starbucks and stuff like that nothing of like the big Uh, thing i think like business people drink starbucks and like Uh. I, don't, I hang out with, like, mostly comedians and artists and all about, like, let's go to this little mom-and-pop place that no one's ever heard of. Right. And plus, it's it's a it's a lot cheaper, too, so it won't hit you in the pocket as much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. So that's our top fives. I hope, I'm sure between the two of ours, I'm sure everyone's watched at least one or two of them so they could relate. And then they're probably yelling at us, saying whatever their favorite episodes are. But if you want to send it in, Hit us up. I, I know both of our DMs are open on on Twitter. Let's or even go, once this airs, send your top fives of sitcoms. Or if you want to discuss anything, hit us up. I'm sure we'll both want to talk about it online. So yeah, yeah. Let me if you need to. Yeah, or that. Yeah, I'm sure there's like some top fives or some TV shows that we've missed. Like I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Fresh Prince of Bel Air is another one I used to love as a kid. Fresh Prince is good. Right, that's a good an oldie one. What about News Radio? News radio was good. That's where, I guess, not a lot of people know Joe Rogan started, right? Pretty much his TV career on that, right? That's the first thing I remember him being in. Me too, right? See, a lot of people think it was like Fear Factor or something. But it's like, no, I I think it was news radio and then UFC in the late 90s, early 90s. And then it was Fear Factor, right? So, Yeah, it was definitely news radio first. But yeah, and going back, one of my wife's favorites is uh, Three's Company. That's an old school one. Yeah, that's good. I like John Ritter. Yeah, he's hilarious. His son's not too bad either. I can't remember. I was watching something that he was on, some Netflix show, and he's on it. I can't remember. And his mannerisms? Oh, it was um, Raising Dion. I don't know if you if you watched that. I'll have to check it out. It, it's about a kid. Again, I won't reveal spoilers, but it's about a kid that has superpowers, and he has to learn how to deal with them, and he grows up with superpowers, obviously. Okay. So he's uh, John Ritter's son's in it. I'll put that on my list. And his mannerisms, like I just see fucking from Three's Company and shit. And he, he looks exactly like his dad. And it's like, oh my God. It's like, fuck. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, Such that's another one. And uh, another controversy. I don't know how you are. I still love the Cosby show. I've, I don't know if I could go back and watch it or not. But when I watched it growing up and even before everything came out about Bill Cosby, I, I used to love that show. Even before this, I didn't really get into it. I think okay. I was too young for it. Oh, I see. I'm 34, so I think I like missed it by a few years. Yeah, I could see that. See, I've already hit 40, so to me, I was... Again, it was your everyday dad. I didn't have that dad that loved you, or at least the dad that showed that he loved you. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. to me, it was something that I was like, oh. Well, I liked Ghost Dad. 
Oh, there you go. <clears throat> That's an old school movie. Shit. Yeah, I liked that. <laughs> Fat Albert I was a fan of, believe it or not, watching the cartoons as a kid. That was good. Yeah. So, okay, before we get into the Dumbass of the Week, you brought up that we could play a game of sorts where we sort of, well, we'll ping pong back and forth. I guess, what is it? You We mention a sitcom and you got to describe it in 15 seconds or pitch it in 15 seconds? I would say, yeah, I'd say how they pitched it to the network. Oh, how they pitched it. There like, you go. Uh, yeah, so like, this is a show that, I, this is what I want to put on your TV channel. All right, let's do that a couple, sense. let's do a couple of these each. So how do you want to do this? You want to give me one and then I give you one? Yeah, I'll give you one. Uh, I hope I've watched this show. One second. <laughs> I'll give you something that's pretty popular. Uh-oh. Have you watched or have you watched The Good Place yet? Nope. <laughs> how How about Shit's Creek? You seem like a guy who watched Shit's Creek. My wife watched Shit's Creek. I haven't. Okay. Uh, oh. <laughs> All right, let me look. Let's see. All right, fine. Pitch me news radio. How does that get? Okay, all right. News or radio. Cheers. How about Cheers? Cheers is what I'm going with. Okay, I've watched Cheers. Cheers. A washed up athlete as a bartender trying to hit on women. I would cast that show right now. There you go. That's off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. I just gave you a million dollars. All right. Perfect. Okay, I got one. How about, Great. I'm sure everyone's watched an episode of this and everyone knows, Family Guy. Oh, Family Guy. This is about, uh, this show that I want to put on your network, Fox Network, is about a guy who works at a brewery called the Pawtucket Patriot. He has a crazy family. He's got this like evil genius kid and he's got a talking dog and his kid fights a monkey. So give me a million dollars, please. Fuck, I'll give you two million if you have a kid fighting a monkey with a talking dog. Sold. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, your next one is That 70s Show. Oh, fuck, That 70s Show. Oh, my God. How the fuck am I supposed yeah. to describe this? Yeah, pitch it to me. <laughs> uh, a bunch of kids growing up in the 70s, smoking weed in the basement and getting into hijinks. Two million dollars. <laughs> Perfect. With overbearing parents. How about that? There you go. Yeah, with overbearing parents. Okay, now it's $3 million. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. Now I'm, I'm, I want to think of a most recent one. Um, okay, how about this? No, fuck it. I'm going old school, too. Full House. Oh, uh, a father, his wife dies, and he's got to raise his kids while his family is around him. But his family is a bunch of weirdos. One's a comedian, one's a musician. uh, But they all do dumb shit all of the time. Also, we're going to not say this out loud, but there might be hallucinations involved. Have you read that online about Michelle? Michelle might be his hallucination. What? I've never heard about this. Please tell me. Now I'm intrigued. Uh, There's YouTube videos. There's Michelle... So the wife died in a car crash. They right. don't talk about that a whole lot. No, they and don't. That's true. So they say that Michelle was never actually born. And there's YouTube videos Michelle edited it out, and it's so creepy. I'll send you the links. Oh, fuck yes. Please do. Because I used to watch Full House as a kid, so, so did my wife. And now she loves the new ones, the Fuller Houses on uh, Netflix. And you know what? Background noise. Uh, you know what? You know what? Not even. I'm going to say 
it, it, it's a guilty pleasure. I actually do enjoy watching the new Full House. But um, yeah, it's true. I, now thinking about it, they don't really touch on it too much. Like even now I'm thinking even in the Fuller House, because they're trying to do it the same way where it's DJ's husband ended up dying. Or did he die? I don't even remember if they said they divorced or if he died or if he got into an accident. And they never bring it up. So is this still a continuous dream of sorts or something? Or I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird one. Right? Okay, yeah. Send me those links. I got got to check it out for sure. Most definitely. Would you greenlight that show? Would you greenlight my show, Full House? Of course I would. Come on, man. That sounds fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. And it'll run for about 10 years, so you get your money's worth. Right, that's the other thing, <laughs> and then you you'll get residuals, and it'll make a comeback twenty years after it goes off the air. <laughs> exactly, it's, it's a cash cow. <laughs> there you go, perfect. Oh yeah, that that was actually pretty cool. That was fun. I got to do this more often with with guests. Yeah, anytime, steal my game. You can have it. <laughs> perfect, love it. All right, you ready for the dumbass of the week before we wrap this up? Yeah, I love it. Okay. As you're an entertainer, and I shouldn't say I'm an entertainer, I'll say I'm a content creator, because I guess entertainment is subjective, but you've made a lot of people laugh. I can't really tell if I make people laugh, because I don't see it in front of me, so I don't see it directly. But I'm sure you want to do whatever you can to get those hits, to be funny, you want to live stream good shit, like, you know what I mean? You'll go out of your way for stuff, right? Oh, definitely. How about this? What's the craziest thing you ever did while you were live streaming something? Oh man, I don't live stream a whole lot. So okay. what I've been doing lately is been live streaming me playing my ukulele and run <laughs> songs. Okay. Uh, yeah, that might be the craziest, and it's not crazy. It's just dumb songs. <laughs> okay, okay. So this, I've never done. Like, I'm not a live streamer myself. I don't even post anything about myself. I hate to post like when I have in studio guests. And we do the whole pose and then I make my my artwork to promote the episode. I fucking hate it. I could barely smile. I hate seeing myself for some reason. I don't know why. But I've never really live streamed anything as well. I'm Again, I don't find myself... I find myself witty. I don't find myself funny, if that makes sense. You you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't translate well when I'm by myself. I'm more of a rebounder type of guy. I guess I'm like an Andy Richter to Conan back in the day. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. So, I've never done anything even remotely close to this. So, this dumbass, I think he's already a dumbass. So, what about driving and live streaming? You think that's stupid? Oh, very stupid. Okay, what about driving? People got angry about Jordan. Well, no, check this out. What about driving and live streaming while going 100 miles per hour? And for you Canadian listeners, that's 160 kilometers per hour. Yeah, that's very fast. So this happened in Connecticut. That is, ooh, my home state. 23-year-old man of Middletown, Connecticut. There, I'm even going to say the fucking town. I don't know. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with Middletown? You know where there. that is? Uh, yeah, Middletown sucks because it's like in the middle of the woods. Oh, okay. So there so you go. Maybe it's a lot of... He was probably bored, and that's why he was doing this. And mind you, they say... A lot of people from small towns tend to do more of the psychedelic type drugs. So who knows if this guy was on something too, right? Which yeah, probably. Well, I'll lead into that. Maybe I'm I'm leading into something. But he was going. He was driving over the Gold Star Memorial Bridge. Are you familiar with that? Do you know where that is? No. Okay, so it's somewhere in Middleton. Maybe, I think so. Sure. Yeah. Anyways, he was going, and first off, he was driving with a suspended license. 
<laughs> Second off, he was out on bail. <laughs> and, well, this I, I don't agree with. He was out on bail because he was caught with an ounce of, of weed. But he also has criminal records that date back to 2014, which include reckless driving and driving with a suspended license and driving without insurance and oh, driving God. with possession of marijuana and driving under the influence. <laughs> a dumbass. Do you not think this guy should have learned his lesson so, by yes. now? Yeah, I'm just like, how many times do you have to do something wrong before you learn? And the funny thing is, he didn't even get that many hits. What got him the hits was because this story ended up coming out and he, he didn't directly get the hits. He got the third party hits because another site aired it. Like, like, you know what I mean? So no one even knows who he, like, I'm not even going to say his name because he doesn't deserve it, but fuck this guy. He's a no. fucking idiot. And luckily you said it was out in like the sticks and it was out in the woods, at least no pedestrians around, no one doing anything. So if he was to hurt someone, it would be himself and it would be well-deserved. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. They do a lot of dumb stuff. Uh, and that's, yeah, Middletown is, like, boring. It's, like, literally in the middle of Connecticut, so there's nothing around to do. Oh, shit. Then, yeah. He was probably high off something, or maybe, again, a high off weed. Yeah, but weed wouldn't make you do stupid. If anything, weed would make you drive slower, so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Well, Ronnie, it's been a blast once again. Now's your time. Plug your shit. Thanks for people... having me, Steve. Oh, of course. Anytime. You're always uh, welcome back. Let's Plugs. Uh, I'm doing, trying to do 365 podcasts this year, so whoever wants to book me, get me on there, and then we'll give Steve some commission. Perfect. Uh, I'm going to Los Angeles, and I have a couple of shows, so if you check out my Twitter, you could find the exact dates and venues uh, and ticket links for those shows. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at right now. Sounds good. And what about, uh, did you say your social media handles? Do you want to promote those? name it's ronnie pascal ronnie r-o-n-n-y pascal p-a-s-c-a-l-e and it's that on everything on insta on twitter on tinder on grinder <laughs> whatever you're into you can find ronnie <laughs> you can find me whatever you got you'll find me there <laughs> and for myself you can find me on instagram and twitter under finger styles you can follow the podcast on twitter the podcast dap like i said in the middle of the show email us your thoughts suggestions your top fives anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast dap at gmail.com and obviously rate subscribe review do all that fun stuff please it helps so much you have no idea it takes you two seconds please do all that and rewind to the top of the show support the sponsors black belt cbd products poppyapparel.com firstrow.ca all good my friend all good perfect can't wait to have you back in the near future let's try not make it as long as before I think we went 40 or (laughs) almost a full year since the last time you've been on if I'm not mistaken right pretty close April yeah so pretty close pretty close there you go and I'll come back whenever you want perfect the door's always open on that note he's Ronnie I'm Steve this is the podcast Peace. Bye-bye.